Amen. Well, let's pray so that the word that goes forth will minister to your hearts. Father, we thank you that we have you to call a friend. We have you to call upon in time of trouble. We have you to call upon in situations that we can't face ourselves, but we know that you're able to pull us through. We give you the praise, glory, and honor for what we're going to talk about today, that you will be a Lord of our lives, and we thank you for all that is about to be said in Jesus' name, and all agreed said, Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to have our reading today from Lupi, and it's in Galatians 6, verses 7 through 9, so come on up, yeah. Good morning, everybody. So I'm reading from Galatians 6, 7 through 9. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Amen. Very good. Beautiful. Yeah, no hums or ahs or anything like that, just straight through. Glory to God. Well, uh, I have some good news and I have some bad news for you today. <clears throat> After church is the good news. But I'm, <laughs> I'm sure most of you could say <clears throat> that walking with the Lord Jesus has been the best thing that you have ever done. Isn't that true? Best decision that you've ever made. You could look at your life before Christ and look at your life after Christ, and with Christ is far better. Though you've had troubles and, and situations that you've had to face, he's always pulled you through. He's answered your prayers. He's brought you in a mighty uh, long, uh, he's brought you a mighty long way. Your lifestyle has changed. Your happiness is better. Your overall attitude is good because you have the life of God residing on the inside of you. No more are you just yourself. No more are you just plain flesh and blood, but now you have the Spirit of the Lord guiding and directing you and giving you life. You know, I went to a reunion, uh, a 15-year reunion, and I could tell the people that were Christian, I could tell the people that were not. What's the difference? The people that were not Christian were the same. The same words they would say, oh, you know, we don't like this venue, and why do they have this food, and da, da, da. they're just complaining all the time. But the people that had the Lord, you could see a light in their face. You could see a, a real joy in their hearts. And so there's a difference between being a Christian because, you know, it, it can... It can be weary here in this life if you don't have Christ. It's a long journey, but when you have the Lord, no matter what you're facing, you have Him to keep you uh, excited. So we can look at our life and know that we've been blessed. We have a reason to be grateful. We have mercies, new mercies every morning. God is by our side. He's delivered us. He's brought us out. He's answered our prayers. And even though we've had some struggles, you can say that we've had a journey filled with overflowing protection, provision, and promises for our future. Isn't that true? That's the good news. Now, the bad news is the rough reality is that there's some things that will test your very nature when you become a Christian, when you walk with the Lord. It's not always peaches and cream. It's not always hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Sometimes you have to face some situations that you'd rather not face. Sometimes you have to face some people that you'd rather not face. And so there's some commitments in the Bible that we have to do that are not easy to uh, fulfill. For instance, it's easy to say, love your neighbor as yourself. 
but it's a little bit more, it's not easy praying for those that despitefully use you. Is that easy to do? No. Is it easy to forgive someone who has wronged you seven times 70? No. Is it easy turning your cheek when you've been slapped on one side? No, it's not easy loving those that hate you. It's not easy holding your tongue and not saying uh, something that you want to say when people are talking bad about you. Can I get an amen? amen? You have anybody here have people talk bad about you, misunderstand, misrepresent? <laughs> no, <it's> not. <laughs> no pointing fingers, please. <laughs> it's not easy to take the high road when people are doing the wrong thing about you. Amen? Now, you, 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 you may be able to do it once in a while. You may be able to do it now and then, now and then, here and there, once in a while for a season or two, but to be continual, continuously, daily, unrelentlessly loving people that are not loving. Now, that's not easy to do. But thank God we have God on our side that can fill us up with his love because you can have a whole different perspective when you have the love of God on the inside of you. You can't do it yourself, so just give up. Don't be trying to do willpower. I'm going to love that person no matter what. You know, how long is that going to last, you know? Because sooner or later, you're going to blow your top. But if you have the love of God, as it's found in 1 Corinthians 13, love endures long and is patient and kind, you know, is not easily provoked, takes no account of the evil done to it, pays no attention to itself. If you have that love in you, people can say and do all kinds of things to you, and it doesn't bother you. It goes right over your head, and you just look at them and say, hmm, I think you have a problem. I tell you about my, my neighbor who called me the worst neighbor she's ever had. How, how would you like that? It's pretty exciting. I don't know why she said that. Maybe because I sprayed her dog with a hose because he was barking uh, at 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. Man, that could have been maybe a factor that played into it. Or the fact that I go over in my pajamas at 3 o'clock in the morning, knocking on the door. Could you tell your dog to be quiet? So she came by my house. She stopped, rolled the window down in the car and said, you're the worst neighbor I've ever had. You call yourself a Christian. I can't believe you. And she went on and on and on. And did it bother me? No. Because it was like watching the soap opera. You ever watch soap operas when they go off on the people? Does that bother you? No. You just watch them. Mm, okay, yeah, whatever. Because it... It, it has no place in you when you have the love of God. I said, I'm going, to win this. I'm going to win this girl over. And so I dressed my son up in an Easter bunny outfit. We hopped over to her house. <laughs> I gave her and her kids some candy. Uh, I helped, fixed her mailbox for her. Did all, so now she starts giving me, every holiday she gives me food. She gives me flowers. She says, you're the best neighbor I've ever had. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can turn things around, praise God. So, you know, we learn in physics there's always an uh, a, a re, reaction to an action. So we feel like if you've done something good for somebody, they should do something good for you, right? If you forgive them, you would think that they would forgive you. It doesn't always happen that way. <laughs> but, let's, but our scripture, let's look at it in Galatians. It says, be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever man sows, that will he also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will reap of the flesh corruption, but they that, uh, that sow to the Spirit shall reap everlasting life from the Spirit. So who are you sowing to, the person or the Spirit? 
When you do the things that God has called you to, to do, you're sowing to the Spirit. You're doing the things that God wants you to do. What is the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, forbearance, all these things. If you're doing these things, then God's going to reward you and give back to you. Maybe not from that person. Maybe from somebody else. And sometimes you just have to allow the person to be who they are, and maybe we'll straighten it out when we get to heaven. Come on, talk to me. You, you, hey, you have any of those people? Oh, yeah, I got to call. Some of them are pastors. I'm going like, what in the world? How could you actually think that way? And all you can do is say, well, when we get to heaven, God, it's all going to be washed away. So I may as well just love on them now, be kind to them. You never know when someone's going to bless you. We had a situation where we used to count money at the other church, and it was a big church, like six, 700 people, and it took us three hours to count. Four people took us three hours to count the money. That's a long time. We do it on Monday night, and we had this one lady, <clears throat> one girl, and uh, she always called up and said, I can't make it. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, sometimes she wouldn't even call. And finally, I said, you know, Veronica, make it easier on yourself. You don't have to volunteer. It's okay. We can get somebody else. We'll, we'll work it out. Now, I could have said, <clears throat> what would me usually say? Well, you know, if you're just going to diss us like that, you know, if you're just going to leave us hanging, you know, just don't bother coming anymore. That's the old self, right? Yeah. You, you have no, re where's your respect? Where's your, where's your decency? I could have said all that. I could have gone on and on and on, but I released her and loved on her. But lo and behold, <clears throat> when I left that church and I had to go uh, to another church, I needed a job during the day. And she told me of a job at Kaiser that, where I could apply, and it all, you know, 15, 16 years later, I retired from there with a retirement. So it, what if I would have been mean to her? What if I would have been just, you know, abrupt and say, you know what, I'm through with you. <laughs> you never know where your blessings are going to be. So sow to the Spirit, and of the Spirit, <clears throat> you'll reap everlasting life. <clears throat> so... But the, the, the title of today's message is, How Committed Are You to Christ? How committed are you to the Lord? Jesus said, Why callest me Lord, Lord, and do not the things that I say? When you love the Lord, you start doing what the Bible says, the whole Bible, amen? Everything that's in there. So you have to love one another. You have to be kind to one another. And um, that's, that, that, as much as it's branded on the inside of you, much as you allow the Spirit to take hold of your life and guide and direct you, is as much as how you're going to react to situations, how you're going to prosper. Can God prosper you? Can He promote you if you have these evil thoughts and evil ways? I don't think so. No, He said, like, I want to protect you from everybody. You stay right here. So <clears throat> I found that there is some levels of accepting the Lord and being committed to Christ. Let's, let's look at uh, one of them. First one should be uh, in uh, Romans 10, 13. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. That's easy, right? Call him up and tell him what you want. <laughs> Hello, Jesus. Yes. I believe in you, Lord. What, what, you know, the, at, at the, the, when we were teenagers, I love Jesus. Yes, I do. I love Jesus. How about you? 
And then they go back and forth. Okay, that's easy. Okay, that's wonderful. Okay, but now, it get, you know, uh, it gets a little more difficult because you can just check the box, you know. Are you a Christian? Yes, I'm a Christian. Okay, I'm, I'm registered. But now, being a Christian, let's look at this right here. Then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him what? Ouch, what are you talking about? Deny. We don't like to deny ourselves. You know, let's talk about it on a dietary manner. You can only, when we were growing up, what did your mom say? You can only have two cookies, okay? Two. But mom, you get two cookies, okay? That's all you get. Now when we're adults and no one's telling us, we don't deny ourselves. Give me that package, okay? I'm going to eat the whole thing, okay? Or at least one row. I'm going to make sure I eat until I can't eat no more. Praise the Lord. But Jesus said, no, you have to deny yourself. Take up his cross and follow him. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. All of a sudden, now we're denying ourselves, denying what we want to say, denying what we want to do, not giving in to temptation, not giving in to bad thoughts. Jesus said, if you commit adultery, that's a sin. But now, even if you think about it, it's a sin. What a check is that? <laughs> Can't, I, I, the Jews of those days must have flipped out. You know, like, what is this new doctrine? You can't even think about it? You ever had a bad thought? You ever thought things that you shouldn't be thinking? I'll, I'll go like this, yeah. Yeah. And then you have to catch yourself. Oh, what am, I, what am I doing? You know, Kenneth Hagin used to say, well, you can't help the birds that fly over your head, but you can, you can prevent them from landing on you. I mean, if you have a bad thought, well, then you just, you know, get rid of it. Say, I'm not thinking that way. I'm not going to get even with that person. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I feel like saying to that person. Deny yourself and follow him, right? And then it gets a little more deeper. You ready for the next one? Galatians 2.20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's the first scripture I memorized. I am crucified with Christ. Are you crucified? You know what crucified means? <laughs> that means you don't have any fleshly desires. That means you're dead you know, you crucify yourself. Uh, Billy, I, I have that video. I, wanted, I, I was going to show this around communion, but I just thought we're talking about being crucified. And I'm not showing the whole uh, passion when they crucified Jesus, but just to give you an idea what it feels like to be crucified. You turn it up loud. Yeah, here we go. They're nailing him to the cross right now. Yeah, that's it, being crucified. We think of it, oh, we just read it in the, in the Bible. Oh, yeah, he was crucified. But boy, it was a gory mess that they did to Jesus. In fact, the, the guy that was playing it, Jim Cadizel, saying it was agonizing being on the cross and going through all that. And there's times when they were whipping him and they accidentally hit him when they weren't supposed to. And he looked at him like, what in the world are you doing? This thing really hurts. <laughs> and so uh, we have to be crucified with Christ. In other words, when people say something to you, uh, like your husband or your wife, and you have to say, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to talk back. I'm, I'm just going to be crucified with Christ. 
God living in me. Amen. Praise God. So we, that's what we have to do. We have to uh, um, live a holy, good life, and we have to be righteous. Righteous means right standing with God, doing the right thing all the time. I'm trying to help you, okay? <laughs> this, this will take you a long way in wherever you're at, in your, in your job, in your neighborhood, in, in your, you know, being able to be in a uh, position to be blessed by God. So let me ask you this. How many righteous people do we have out there? Let me see your hands if you consider yourself righteous. Go ahead. We'll open your hands. No hands? Got one? Got two? Righteous people. Righteous people. Raise your hand. Sally knows. Jeannie knows. There you go. Let's see. Let's see that scripture. Okay. See, there's three types of three uh, definitions. <clears throat> Positionally, you are made the righteousness of God in Him, right? I am the righteousness of God. I am in right standing. God loves me with an everlasting love. We're holy and blameless before Him in love, right? We're seated together with Christ in heavenly places. That is our position. He made Him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf so that we might be made the righteousness of God in Him. That's good news. So next time, let's. How many righteous people do we have out there? Everybody should raise their hand if you accepted the Lord. There you go. Doesn't that feel good? Oh, I've been right standing with God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo! Can't touch me now. Woo! Yeah. But now, in practice, let's look at the next scripture. In practice, uh, we're not always exactly where we're supposed to be as far as how we're supposed to serve the Lord. It says, if you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness is born to him. you got to practice it. You have to work it out, work out your salvation daily. Paul said, I die daily. You work it out, baby, work it. You practice righteousness. You know, has anybody ever said to you, and I thought you were a Christian? Anybody ever say that to you? Well, just... Don't look at me the way I am. Look at the Bible, right? <laughs> but we're supposed to, if you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone who practices righteousness, you have to practice it. What does that mean? That means sometimes you do, you do it and sometimes you don't. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. You know, we studied that love scripture, and my wife and I, when we first met that scripture, we'd memorize it, and then we'd judge each other. Well, how am I doing on enduring long? And I'd, she, I said, I think I'm getting about a seven. What do you think? She says, no, you get a four. <laughs> what? And we'd go through it, and we would practice it. And sometimes we'd do good, and sometimes we wouldn't. Now, I was reading that uh, Kobe and Larry Bird, they used to, you know, be rivals. And Larry Bird said he would shoot 700 shots uh, a day trying to be ahead of Kobe. Isn't that, uh, magic? magic did, he felt like he did, he had a, Bird said, I got to be careful because Magic might be doing 800, so he would get back on the court and try to, you know, be equal with Magic. But they were practicing, practicing, so that they had confidence. And I was being Larry Bird would go up to the guy and say, you know, I'm going to come down here. I'm going to stand right here and do a jumper right over your head. Then I'm going to run down the other side. 
And he would do it. Why? He had confidence. He practiced. We have to practice loving one another, practice doing the right thing, practice uh, being good and kind to one another. And I'm going to talk about that, how we have to have good works. Did you know you're supposed to have good works? We're supposed to accumulate good works. We're supposed to, God has ordained us to do good works. He, he's preordained for us to do it. We're supposed to do it. No, I'm on the couch. I can't do it. No, you got to do it. And so I was studying for this, and I was listening to a guy talk about it on the radio. And so someone asked me to do something. And I said, in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm really kind of busy, okay? You know, you really should have planned a little bit earlier to inconvenience me like this. And then I started thinking about my message, do good works. I said, okay, I, I got time. I'll, I'll, I'll work it in. So I went and did what she asked me to do. And then she said, never mind. I don't need it. I, <laughs> after I had gotten what she needed, she said, no, I don't need it. Well, praise God. I was practicing. Okay. The last position, so first, you, you positionally, you are in Christ. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Uh, practically, you are working it out, your own salvation. And the next one is progression. That means you get better and better all the time. This week, you should be better than last week, and next week, you should be better than this week, right? My mother had a little saying. Some of you may have heard it. Good, better, best. Never let it rest. Until the good is better and the better best. You, you like that one? Yeah, good, better, best. Never let it rest until the good is better and the better best. You keep progressing. I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. You press, you press, you work. That means it's not easy. You have to continually go forward and, and fight through situations, you know. Sometimes you think, oh, you got, I got the love walk down, and then someone does something to you, you go like, oh, they throw you right off you know, your, your course, and you have to gather yourself. Okay, how would God do this? What would Jesus say? How could I, you know, extend my love and, and, and his life to the person? So uh, you got the three. You're positionally righteous. You're practicing it every day, and you're getting better every day. Isn't that good news? Okay, let's look at some more scripture, and I'm going to hopefully get you shouting when you leave here today, okay? <laughs> uh, in Matthew 22, they went up to him, and they said, teacher, what is the greatest commandment in the law? Trying to trick him, right? If there's one commandment I, I needed to do to inherit eternal life, which one is it, right? I just want to do one, okay? And Jesus said, well, uh, love the Lord your God with what? All of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. I mean, there's three aspects there, heart, soul, and mind, but the word that really floors me is that word all. No half-baked, mamby-pamby, you know, weak, soggy in the middle type serving the Lord. All, all, what does all mean? All. This, are you giving it your all? I, I would venture to say me and probably you are not giving it are all. But this is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. Isn't that true? Now, <laughs> let's look at this next scripture. We're supposed to love, what's harder, to love God or to love your neighbor? Love your neighbor is a little harder, isn't it? God's perfect, but the neighbor, eh, I'm not so sure, you know? <laughs> Got some weak 
points there. Why do I need to love them? Why can't I just go around them? Maybe God is using you to do that. So someone says, I love God and hates his brother. He is a liar for he who does not love his brother whom he has seen. How can he love God whom he has not seen? This scripture really floored me. You know, how, why would God say that? I love God, but now the people, that's a little different story. I had one person came to church just last week said, I just love church, but the people, I just, I, I have to be separated from them. I can't be around them. And I looked at it and I used this scripture. I go, you got to be kidding me. The Bible says if you love God, you love his children, right? If you have the love of God on the inside of you, you reach out to them. Jesus, what? He reached out to the publicans and the sinners and the drunkards and all them people. He, he, he was in the midst of them. He wasn't saying, now you're all going to hell, you know. <laughs> I'd be over there, but, you know, you need to clean up your act before I get there. No, he'd be right amongst them, you know, talking with them. So that's our, that's our uh, you know, call in life. So let's go back to this last two scriptures here. In Galatians 6, 9, it says, Let us not grow weary. Now, why would he put that in well-doing? Why would he say that to us? Because we want to grow weary. You know, these pastors that... that, that burn out, and they say, well, I just can't do it anymore. It's, the Bible says, don't grow weary in well-doing. Don't give up loving people. Let's not grow weary in well-doing, for in what? Let's talk about due season for a minute, okay? What in the world is due season? That means in the sweet by and by, maybe somewhere down the road, you know, it's going to happen. I like people say, I'm going to come to your church someday. I said, someday is not on the calendar what do you mean, when? The Bible says that we will be blessed. The big question, when? When are we going to be blessed? Tell me when. Don't you want to know that? Okay, so let's look at this. Do, the definition of do, next, uh, script, next slide, is something that is your own, something that belongs to you. You do it. It's supposed to come to you. You've done some good things. And the Bible says that he rewards. He's not uh, unrighteous to forget your work and labor of love. Isn't that right, Sully? He sees what you're doing. He knows what you've given up. He knows what you've uh, applied yourself to. This, your blessing belongs to you. It's yours. It has your name on it. Isn't that good news? Hallelujah. My Lord, I, yes, I agree. Thank you. Now, there's two types of season, or times, the word season means times. There's chronos time, which is chronological or sequential time, like day, month, year. Like, okay, in a month, you'll get your blessing. I wish, that, I wish we had a little timetable that God would say that to. In, in three weeks, you'll get your healing. Glory to God, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, right? All I got to do is wait three weeks. But as you know, it's a continual applying your faith to believe God for healing or believe God for blessings. Now, kairos is a moment in a space of grace that must be perceived and seized by faith, opportune time. In other words, there is a season that God has planned for you. It's not chronological because he can't say it's a day, month, or year, but it's when your faith rises up, when your goodness has been expressed, what is due you will come to you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! We, he's not unrighteous to forget your, la your work and labor of love. It's coming in due season when it's the right time. I, you know, we're in this building right now. 
We used to be at the community center for 12 years. Come on, talk to me. 12 years. That's a long time. You know, there's a church in, uh, in uh, where is that? San Di- another church in San Dimas, where when they set up church, Pastor Charlie, you'd like this, it takes them like two hours to set up. They, they got to put the flooring down because they're in a school. They had to put the flooring down. They put a, a tarp up, a black tarp. They have the screen. They have to put the chairs up. And he goes, and, and, and it only takes about an hour and a half to, to uh, you know, put everything away afterwards. I go, really? <laughs> uh, how much, what did you do today, Charlie? You opened up the door and you walked in. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> But I knew in my heart due season was going to come. But what had to happen? Well, I even talked to Pastor George about this church, and at, there wasn't a time that he would really allow us to come in until his um, attendance went down. So he needed finances, so he said, you know, he agreed, okay, you guys can come in and have a 12 o'clock service. It was the right time. It was the kairos, a moment in space of grace that must be perceived and seized by faith. It was the right time. I could have complained and quit and said, God, I give up. But the Bible says what? Do not grow weary in well-doing. Don't give up. Don't lose heart. Don't grow faint in your minds. Oh, man. You know, <laughs> I got, uh, your mom's not here, but, you know, that little tingling in my feet, I've been confessing over it every day, every day, every day. Lord, go away. And <laughs> it's, been, it's going away. Slowly but surely, you know, you just have to keep, keep saying it over and over and over again. And, and, and I just tell Lord, I know, Lord, you're, you're healing me. I know you're healing me. You know, when you take medicine, do you just take one pill and you're healed? No. You have to take a lot of pills, like three times a day for how long? One week. Take this for 10 days and you'll feel better. And after 10 days, you go, like, I'm still not better. Well, take it another 10 days. You know, oh, Lord, have mercy on my soul. Well, the Bible says, what does it say? It says, my son... Attend to my words, incline your ear to my sayings, for, uh, keep them in the midst of your heart, let them not depart from your eyes, for they are life to those that find them and health to all your, all your flesh, Proverbs 4. So, you know, God's word is medicine. God's word will carry you through. It will bring you to the place where you have healing or you have blessing in your life. Don't grow weary in well-doing. So, uh, another a couple of cases of Kairos in the Bible is, remember Esther, when she was supposed to go before the king, what did Mordecai say? He says, maybe you were born for such a time as this, to go in and present yourself to the king. But Jesus, it says, that in the dispensation of the fullness of the times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth in him. The dispensation of times. God has you on a clock or a faith clock or a, a time clock to bring to you due season. This is the shouting part, okay? <laughs> if you've been believing for something, there's a due season waiting for you if you have some good works. If you're doing good. It says, uh, don't grow, grow weary in what? Well doing. Well, let's go to that 6-9. And we'll end with this, Galatians 6, 9. Are you getting excited? Oh, oh man, Pastor Chuck, I got to go do some good works. I got to do something. Amen? I can't just be laying around. Let's not grow weary while doing good, not while just laying around. No, while doing good in the midst of what you're believing God for. Do good to those that are around you. 
Oh, I don't know what to do. Oh, yeah, you do. You can help people. You can buy them lunch. I went, some, I went somewhere. Oh, yeah, I went to McDonald's, and I got the chicken. Um, well, not the chicken, but what is it? The egg, egg delight. And she said, the lady in front of you just paid for you. I go, really? Oh, let me order some more then. No. <laughs> I didn't know who it was. I was wondering, oh, that was a nice thing to do. You know, you can buy somebody lunch. You can be there for them. You can say a kind word. Kind words don't even cost anything. But isn't it nice when people say how nice you are or how wonderful you are or how you've blessed them? You, you can be a blessing going somewhere to happen when you do that. Isn't that true? Yeah, and, and so you say, well, you know, it doesn't seem like people invite me to parties or anything. Well, maybe you're not a blessing to be around. Maybe, you know, <laughs> don't invite that person. They, they're all negative, and uh, here we are again. No, so like I went to Charles's um, uh, training. He was speaking at a training session. There's one lady there. I called her Miss Congeniality because <laughs> she's real, always bubbly and everything. I go, you just make everything seem so wonderful. You're, you're, you're congenial. She, oh, she's not shy. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I, I said nice things to everybody. And so my son comes back and goes, they just love you, Dad. Oh, man, they think you're the greatest. Why? I'm being a blessing to them. I'm saying good things, you know? Say good things. It doesn't even cost anything. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So know that in Psalms 23, we'll end with this, he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. He anoints our head with oil. Your cup runneth over. Surely, what does surely mean? For sure, goodness and mercy shall follow me <laughs> all the days of my life. Wherever you go, because you're good, goodness is going to follow after you. Amen? Let's pray. Father, thank you for bringing us together today. We thank you that, Lord, we have a word from God, from you, Lord, to encourage us to do good. In all that we do, we know that you're watching us, you're observing us, you're loving us, and you're giving us the strength and the energy to actually reach out and touch somebody with your love. So, Father, give us thoughts, give us ideas of how we can bless those that are around us. Yeah, even our own family members, our neighbors, people on our job. Let us be a blessing, Lord God. Let us be an encouragement to them in all that they do. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor for it. In Jesus' name, and all agreed said, amen. amen. We're gonna...